morning and welcome. It's time for the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. It is Hump Day Wednesday. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. All the news, the articles, all the social media, everything you can possibly shake a stick at, it's out there. Make sure you make that part of your day. Uh, What a day it already is shaping up to be. We have testimony in front of Congress. You know what? Here's what we have. We have another week where nothing's going to get done. Uh, As we're running out of time, as we talked about yesterday, yesterday there was only 43 days left. Now there's 42 days left before the end of the fiscal year. So that's the end of September. And none of the things that need to be getting done are going to get done as they're listening to testimony from the Justice Department tomorrow. Uh, The former FBI director is going to be testifying, and they're going to make a big to-do about it. I don't think... uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have any inside information, but I don't think the Democrats are going to be thrilled. I don't think there's any real big smoking gun uh, out there, but we'll see. If there is, I mean, that could be very, very chaotic. Uh, The elections in England are also tomorrow... Uh, people are worried that the new prime minister's party is not going to retain the majority there. And really, when you think about all the things that are happening, just some more reasons as to why it is that there's not a whole lot of sense out there. Uh, another city, you know, and I tell you, get ready. And I'm And I'm trying to encourage you to make sure you're prepared for what you already know is going to come. Another city, uh, this time Hartford, Connecticut, joining the list. Get ready. Just get ready. And it may be pension funds from cities. It may be pension funds from states. It may just be, as like in Hartford, the fact that the tax revenues aren't there, but you are going to start seeing more and more of these cities, more and more states getting into the getting ready to file bankruptcy line. And it's like I said, this is just getting started. You know, we started to see it a little bit, you know, like Detroit and all that during the financial crisis. Then the Federal Reserve came in, printed a bunch of money, brought rates down to nothing, and bought some time. But they bought time for some of these cities and some of these states. But that was it. Now the time that they bought is over. Because they didn't fix the problem. And the problem was, and this is what's so funny, because, oh, is this or no? The problem was the debt to begin with. And how did they fix it? Well, they fixed it with even more debt. Uh, for those of you local pet smart today announcing that they're cutting five percent of their corporate headquarters i don't know if you saw as well sears you know first they announced 150 stores closing then about four weeks ago we found out that 30 more stores closed then this morning and the numbers vary one report said 66 another said 72 another said 74 so let's just say between 66 and 74 more sears and kmart's are going to close. 
bringing the totals to about 250, and really by the end of the year, it's probably going to be 500. Jim Burry uh, is probably looking at a bankruptcy filing. It could be as early as next week as the retail carnage is going to continue. Uh, we talked about the Spanish bank, 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 popular, popular bank in Spain. It actually got bought out last night this morning for $1. Not $1 a share. <laughs> no, for $1. Standard Bank, uh, with the help of the Spanish government, is going to be uh, buying the sixth largest bank in Spain. This is how much it was worth. $1. Matter of fact, that was the winning bid. So nobody else out there, I, I would imagine no one bid at all, and probably got the old uh, phone call saying, hey, listen, you're going to buy it. And, of course, once again, right, we just took a bank that's already uh, too big to fail for a Spanish bank and made it even bigger. Uh, but we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to keep you posted on all uh, that is happening. Like I said, uh, everybody's watching, and I don't know about everybody, but the the hearings that are going on in Capitol Hill, uh, tomorrow being the big day uh, when former F- FBI Director Comey is going to testify as to whether or not Donald Trump pressured him into anything. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll learn more about the Russians. I do know this. Uh, the the Russians are being blamed for the situation in Qatar. Uh, I don't know if you've been following that at all. There's a, now a naval blockade. Uh, the Saudi banks uh, this morning are going to refuse to do business with them. And then there was another terrorist attack today, but it was against a country that we don't like, so uh, I guess it was okay. ISIS is claiming responsibility for a terrorist attack in Iran. Iran came out and blamed the Saudis for saying that they were the ones behind it. You can't. We it's the game of musical chairs. If nothing else, probably a reason why we shouldn't be nowhere near the Middle East. But uh, nonetheless, those are all the breaking headlines. Uh, we'll talk more about what's really happening when we get back and about what you really need to be paying attention to uh, as another major uh, person that we like to follow here has come out with another warning. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Yesterday we ran U.S. $20 Liberties and Saints at $1,375. You're, you're talking about, what, $80, $85 over spot. Uh, we still have those available. It's the best buy in town at 800 800- Nine five one zero five nine two. Before we get to Hartford, before we get to the growing list, you know, when you really think about, you know, whether it's the gr- growing list of all the stores that are going out of business, the growing list of all the countries, states, and cities that are going bankrupt. Now, now we got to start talking about uh, bank failures again. And like I told you, because they didn't fix it to begin with. And I keep trying to get you to understand it. This morning, Bill Gross, and we talk about Bill Gross probably once a month or so, 
he was speaking to Bloomberg at the investment summit in New York, and he says that the United States markets are at their highest risk levels since before the 08 financial crisis. And again, this is really it. Right? They bought time. But what they didn't get over the time was what? They didn't get the growth. They needed to grow their way out of it. That was always, we're going to grow our way out of it by creating a bunch of debt. And he says that, and here's what he said. Because investors are paying a high price for the chances they are taking, instead of buying low and selling high, you are buying high and crossing your fingers. I mean, that's, that is the investment strategy that Bill Gross says is happening on Washington. And then this morning, this was probably at least for me, something that, that really got my attention because it, it's a, a break from the, the narrative that we've been getting from the Federal Reserve, right? And the narrative has been very consistent. Uh, first of all, we fixed it, right? Forget how about, we're not going to tell you how we fixed it, but just take our word for it that we fixed it. And we got this great jobs market, which, by the way, the Wall Street Journal, great article today. Uh, I will get to that as well. And not only have we fixed it, but we're going to raise rates, we're going to shrink our balance sheet, right? They're saying all the right things. In his six years as president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, and I hope I, I'm not going to get his name right. This is a, He's been replaced by Neil Kashkari. He was the former Minneapolis uh, Federal Reserve Go- Governor uh, Coacher Lakota. This is about as close as I'm going to get. And this is what I always tell people. If you really want to know what's really happening, listen to the people that no longer work there. Right. They're the ones that are going to speak the truth. He's now the economics professor at the University of Rochester, which for a lot of you, you're like, what, who? Great school in, in upstate New York, the University of Rochester. He says that the central bank is being too hasty in tightening of monetary policy. He says that he believes the Federal Reserve should delay the tightening policy. He doesn't think that the labor market's at full employment. In other words, hey, I don't believe it. I was part of it. I was part of the misinformation that the Federal Reserve's been putting out. It's not real. He says that he doubts reports that businesses are having trouble finding workers. Listen, I've already explained it to you. Homer, who used to work here, right, and my other friend Todd, he owns a recruiting company. These guys have been recruiters their whole lives. There's not this massive wave of hiring. Listen, in Arizona, we're doing better than, than most places. 
this massive demand? I told you what it is. Well, we want somebody that's overqualified, young, wait, let me rephrase that, young, but overqualified and willing to leave his current employer to come to us for the same amount, if not less money. Then we want to hire. Right? I mean, that's really what it is. For the, and let me be clear, for the skilled worker. He doesn't believe the labor market's at full employment, and he doubts that businesses are having trouble finding workers. The guy ran the Minneapolis Fed. He knows. If there was a labor shortage, wage plus pressure and inflation would not be so tame. I've been saying it over and over again. The real issue here is the new type of job that is out there. The Wall Street Journal wrote a great article about it today. But he says that, that according to him, the Fed is wrong. He says that they should not embark on any tightening, and he went as far as to say the Fed should actually consider more quantitative easing. Don't worry, he's going to get it. It's coming. Mark my words, it's coming. But let me tell you what the new jobs are. Today's Wall Street Journal wasn't on the front page, but it was on on, Sunday. Section B-7. The headline reads, Old-time jobs are hot again. Yes, sir. In a reaction to the digital age. It says, and, and I'm just, I'll just read you the article. So, old-time jobs, hot again. And I was like, wow. I wonder what old-time jobs they're talking about. Walk around parts of Brooklyn, Portland, or even Pittsburgh, and you'll find stylish cocktail bars, barbers, and the occasional butcher shop. Yep, they're staffed by young, college-educated employees. For an, uh, an affluent segment of today's urban economy, they call it, these jobs have been revalued from low-status, semi-manual labor to glamorous occupations. <laughs> See, it's just all about how you spin it. Right? It's just all about the spin. In, in uh, this guy, uh, Richard Oseo is the guy that's writing this. He has a new book called Masters of Craft, Old Jobs in the New Economy. And here's what he has to say. The resurgence of occupations such as butchers and bartenders and waiters and waitresses among young, now he says middle class urbanites, but this is where he runs a file. Again, all about the spin. 
So he, he says that a dynamic is at work with a handful of other jobs. So it's not just butchers and bartenders. Uh, they're talking craft brewers. I actually know somebody that is one. He loves the job. And let me tell you right now, you would never mistake him for middle class. A book binder. Do people even read books anymore? <laughs> but the, here it is, a book binder, a furniture maker, and a fishmonger. Says that the Labor Department said between 2014, or they're projecting between 2014 and 2024, the number of bartenders and barbers in the U.S. will grow 10%. Right, we already told you. Bartenders and waitress and waitress broke a record. 87 straight months. This is the new job. Butchers will grow by 5%. The median pay for these so-called, what did he call them? I want to make sure I get it right here. Middle-class urbanites is less than $30,000. I don't quite think you're going to make the middle class at less than $30,000. They say that millennials are drawn to these occupations, in part as a reaction to the digital age. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, right, I mean, I guess. But, but the real answer is they're drawn to these jobs because it's the only job they can get. Joe, I'm curious, is Candlestick Maker anywhere I did, on the list? I was looking for that one. I did not see Candlestick Maker, but I'm sure that, that that's probably going to be one of the new ones. That'll come up. Yes, yes, any time now. And like I said, this is the Wall Street Journal today, that you are now a middle-class urbanite making a job that pays you less than $30,000, and most of these these people college-degreed, which means probably one out of every two or two out of every three has the student loans to go along with it. It says that uh, to attract young people with college degrees and other options in the labor market, Jobs usually have an element of performance to them. In most of the career, the, the careers, masters of craft, yes, that's what they're calling it, interact closely with customers. <laughs> see, here's the funny thing. See, when you're a waitress, yeah, you got to go to the table, right, and... and, and hand them their menu and and ask them what they'd like to drink and you know and then deliver the food you're, I guess you got to interact right if you're the butcher and somebody walks into the store into the butcher shop I guess you're probably going to ask ask them how can I help you today right would you like a a 
Well, they're probably dealing with people less than 30. How much hamburger would you like today? Because you probably can't afford the filet or the lobster. According to the new job, this is going to replace the realtor. <laughs> right, which was my generation. Everybody in my generation is a realtor. Or has been a realtor. Or thought about being a realtor. Or is somehow in the real estate business, whether it be a mortgage person, an underwriter. Or maybe they thought that, that they were uh, going to be the new slumlords and they own two, three, four rental properties. Apparently now the, the the millennials they don't want that job they want to be your bartender your waitress oh the barber now he said barber but he didn't actually talk anything about being a barber but uh, maybe one of the, you know what I'll tell you what maybe maybe I can uh, convince Eric to come on next week and talk about you know uh, his, his daughter is a hairdresser. And, and see if she feels like she's a middle-class urbanite and how great of a job it is. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a hump day. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. As we remember a decisive U.S. naval battle today in 1942, it's fitting that we review the December 1977 Phyllis Schlafly Report, in which Phyllis reported on the event she would liken to the Battle of Midway for the pro-family movement. That event made it forever clear that the women's libbers wouldn't be able to triumph over the unstoppable unit known as the American Family. By 1977, it was clear that the Equal Rights Amendment was quickly losing steam. The Women's Lib Movement concocted a plan to lobby for and receive $5 million taxpayer dollars from Congress to host an International Women's Year. This included several state conventions throughout 1977 and culminated in a national convention in Houston, Texas. Right out of the gate, pro-family leaders like Phyllis Schlafly were silenced from contributing to this International Women's Year. In the May 1977 Phyllis Schlafly Report, Phyllis said... It is quite a reflection on President Carter that he appointed to the IWI Commission so many notorious women's livers, but he did not appoint a single member of STOP ERA. As these Women's Year state conventions came to a close, the stage was set for what Phyllis called one of the most amazing events that ever happened. When the time came for their national conference in Houston, Phyllis Schlafly was in the city, but she wasn't among the delegates who desperately attempted to fill a convention center that held only 9,000 people. Instead, she found herself speaking to a packed crowd of 20,000 pro-family Americans who gathered in opposition. Even Phyllis could not believe what had happened. Although taxpayer dollars paid for the Women's Year delegates' expenses, they still couldn't fill an auditorium less than half the size of the pro-family rally. As Phyllis put it in a later report, the IWI conference doomed ERA because it showed the television audience that ERA and the feminist movement were outside the mainstream of America. ERA never passed anywhere in the post-IWI period. In the Battle of Midway for the pro-family movement, the champions of life and family emerged as clear victors. 
2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five and nine two. Yes, the candlestick maker is not going to save us. This just hitting the tape. It's perfect. So now you know as we get get closer to the Federal Reserve's meeting and they're supposed to raise rates. I still think they're going to raise rates. I think this is it. I don't really think they. And like I said, even I said it yesterday. Rates aren't going anywhere. Look at the ten-year note. The ten-year note's like down to two-one, right? The ten-year, the bond market says what? Trouble's coming. Trouble's coming, and the stock market says we don't see any trouble. Jamie Dimon just hit the just 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 hit the wire. Says that the millions and millions of men. Missing from the labor market is a big problem for the economy. Wow. You think? Remember, I've been telling you, there's only one demographic where jobs are really growing. 55 and older. And they've just replaced the teenagers. And I get it. Would I rather hire a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old? Or higher early. No brainer. And now Jamie Dimon's coming out saying, well, we got a problem. In other words, hey, you know those data points? They're not real. The unemployment rate isn't. I mean, they can be anything you want. But it's not 4.3%. We're not at full employment. We're nowhere close to full employment. There is no wage growth. We are getting poorer. That's a reality. You are going to figure it out. You want more proof? And I, and all I can do is just line up facts for you. You have to be the one that ultimately decides, you know what, I need to make sure I'm ready. And everybody you're talking to, Everybody that's coming out and saying you better get ready are all using the line that I I borrowed from somebody else, which is, how did you go bankrupt? Well, it was gradual at first, and then it was suddenly. And this is what happened. Remember the last time the Dow was at all-time highs? (laughs) Right, Right before it crashed, and I mean crashed. And this is what we get with these bubbles. Every time they got to blow the bubble bigger, the crash is always bigger. And now we've got a Bill Gross just came out today and said, listen, it's more risky now than before the crisis. Hartford, Connecticut, the capital city and the hub of the state's insurance industry is, is edging closer to joining the club of American municipalities that have sought bankruptcy protection. Get ready. I I don't know what else to tell you. 
the city's budget hole and an impending departure of its biggest employer. By the way, Aetna is their biggest employer. Says, now oh, we're getting ready to leave. Because why? Because taxes are too dang high in Connecticut. They said Hartford has a problem that a lot of American cities have. Whether they want to tell you that or not, that excludes properties from paying taxes because they are government entities, hospitals, universities, or what? Got a break from the city itself to keep a job. They said over half of the city's properties now are exempt from paying taxes. And it says that the, the, the mayor says that the tax base, along with the growing fixed costs, the inflation, along with the fixed costs, uh, uh, produced a structural budget deficit. Yes, yeah, see, it's, it's structural. <laughs> That's a great, well, what's the problem, Mr. Mayor? Well, we have a structural budget deficit. Well, what does that? Could you explain what that means? Well, yeah, very simply, uh, we don't get enough taxes to pay for all the things that we promise to give everybody, and all the things that we promise to, to take care of keep getting bigger every year. And over the next ten years, this is going to encompass just about every, and I don't want to say every. But it'll feel like every major city in the United States. This is what's coming. Other cities in similar situations. You may have heard of some of these cities. Uh, Boston. You know, that's just a little, no one lives there. That's not that important. We're just over half of the property in the city is tax exempt. How about our good friends over there in Baltimore? Oh, and maybe you've heard of this city. How about Philadelphia as well? They say over 64 bankruptcies have been filed by cities, counties, towns, and villages since 1954. The vast majority of those have been coming real recently. Uh, according to uh, the finance rating analysis with S&P, Go- uh, S&P Global Ratings, they have now downgraded Hartford and said the city is going to face additional downgrades of several notches. <laughs> right? Which just means, by the way, the, that structural deficit <laughs> gets even worse. Again, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is either. Credit rating firms will be watching whether Connecticut can reach a timely budget agreement and what level, if any, the state will be able to offer the city. The city must pay nearly $180 million on debt services, health care, pension, and other fixed costs beginning July the 1st. Just those items. So think about this. Debt service, which is the interest on the money that they've already borrowed. Health care and pension. 
now is over half of what the city collects in revenue. It says it says that budget fixes and tax increases won't cut it anymore. After cutting 15% of the city's non-uniform workforce, this says the city of Hartford is doomed without a bailout. So you tell me, where is the country really headed? Are we going to be saved by the waitresses and the bartenders, the meat cutters and the candlestick makers? Or has is, or is it really just been what? Extend and pretend, and now it's time to pay the piper again. Paper Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. U.S. twenty dollar liberties in St. Gaudens, thirteen seventy five. Just a fantastic opportunity to really, uh, again, can keep adding to get ready. I'm going to tell you, and I've been saying this all year, and I'm going to continue to say it. You are going to get very used to me saying gold's at another high for the year often. And you're, you're... I don't think you'll be surprised because I'm the one that's telling you this is where, 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 where it's headed. Jamie Dimon, I, I told you he just hit the tape. They just released. He was speaking at a business roundtable summit. And he said there's three really bad facts. See, I, I always love facts because the facts tell you what's real. This is what is limiting the United States, according to Jamie Dimon. 70% of young men are ineligible for military service because of either education, they can't read or write. Now, pay no attention to the fact that more people than ever are going to college and more people than ever are graduating from college. And apparently now you need to have a college degree to be a waitress and a bartender and, and, and a butcher and a barber. Because they can't read or write? Because of their health? They're mostly, ob- uh, mostly obesity and diabetes? That's an unbelievable number, Diamond said. The number comes from a Pentagon study that said the military won't take 71% of males between the ages of 17 to 24. For the reasons Diamond cited, as well as uh, the taking of prescription drugs for ADHD or for having inappropriate tattoos or piercings. And that's really what you think about it. That fraud is a big one. I don't know if you've seen the 17 to 24-year-olds today, but that's what they walk around with. Like they've had some huge life experience 
that has warranted them to mark their body. I don't get it, but hey, it is what it is. Who cares? Apparently the military. Half of inner city kids don't graduate. Now, haven't we been dealing with this problem ever since I could remember? Isn't it time for a change? But yet, the one guy that wants to change things, he can't get anything done. Listen, this is this is who's going to save us. Even those who graduate, and this is the problem, because I don't believe the half crap. I don't. Even those who graduate, they're not able to work a proper job because there are, I mean, there's, there's proper jobs out there, there, but there's so few and far between. I mean, really, ask yourself, really. I mean, look at what the economy is really doing. And I know why you sit there and say, well, look, I see all these buildings going up and I see all this and that. But look at the look at the people you know. Nobody's talking about how rich they become. You know, I remember the last one. That's all anybody ever talked about. I don't know the last conversation I've had with any of my friends talking about the stock market. I don't know any of them talking about buying houses. I don't. I do talk to them about their kids not being able to get jobs. I hear them talk about how they think they're next at their companies, but I don't read that. The labor force participation rate was his third one. So his first one was, hey, the military doesn't want any of these young kids, 17 to 24. That's a big problem. Because if the military won't take them, why would we take them? Kids that go and graduate can't find a proper job. Yeah, that's the problem. And then last but not least, the labor force participation rate among American men. Now, Jamie, maybe he does. He probably does. Probably listen. Probably a listener. How you doing, Jamie? You can steal all my stuff. Has fallen sharply. Well, he says over the last generation. It's fallen sharply in the last 10 years. Government records show. The rate among men ages 25 to 54, which used to stand at 96% in 1970. So in 1970, a man aged 25 to 54, 96% of them had jobs. Right, and that kind of fits. Hey, the 4% don't. Right? They're not in the labor force. They're bums. Uh, they're in school still. Right, Whatever it may be. Maybe they're Mr. Mom. Today, 
It's down to 88%. And you're like, well, that still seems kind of high. That means 12% of men of prime working age have disappeared. But the unemployment rate is only 4%. Hmm, how could that be? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on this Wednesday. U.S. Liberties in St. Gaudens, 1375. Just had someone call, they bought 20, we lowered it 10 bucks. So 20 or more, 1365. How about that? At 800 951 0592. You get to pick two. You want to do 10 libs and 10 saints? You can. You want to do all saints or you want to do all libs? Great. 800 951 Here's who's come out today. For the former Minneapolis Fed governor, it, it, and I'm going to paraphrase here, said, hey, that jobs number that Janet keeps talking about is BS. Right. We're nowhere near full employment, and there is no wage growth whatsoever. And not only should the Fed not hike rates, they should expand quantitative easing. Bill Gross came out today and said anybody that's buying the stock market, forget about the buy low, sell high. You're just buying high and crossing your fingers. And then Jamie Dimon came out, and he kind of did a Minneapolis Fed. Hey, this this bad. We got a problem. All the men of working age are disappearing. And then they're pretending like they don't count. And then you wonder why it is that there's no real economic growth in this country. Uh, by the way, uh, S&P now has downgraded Cutter's debt. Uh, that's just crossing the tape. Get ready, I guess. I mean, that makes sense. Right, of course, Cutter, those of you that don't know, uh, the Saudis and uh, United Arab Emirates have now encircled, the, they put a, I guess, a sea siege on, on Cutter. Uh, they have blocked all the ports. Nothing is going in. Nothing is going out. Uh, they are, uh, and, and then I saw the Saudis announcing that they want to stop banking with Qatar and, and all over ties to terrorism and all of these other things. And of course, you know, our largest base in the Middle East is in Qatar. Kind of interesting uh, how that's going to play out. But it did just one more thing, one more downgrade. Uh, Wall Street Journal today, Hartford joining the list now of American cities that needs a bailout. Uh, we'll see. You know, here's the funny thing. Connecticut needs a bailout. Hartford wants Connecticut to bail them out. Connecticut's probably saying, why are you asking us? <laughs> we need a bailout. Before you need a bailout. Actually, you know what? Before the bank you bank at needs a bail-in, before your pension fund needs a bail-in, 
before your money market and IRA and 401ks get frozen. Make sure that you have prepared. U.S. $20 libs and $20 saints today, $13.75, 20 or more at $13.65 at 800-951-0592. The Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ are all down. Uh, Gold's down uh, four bucks at $12.92. Silver is at $17.62. It's down about eight cents. Big ball in crude oil today. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. We'll be back tomorrow.